You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel. Spirit of grace, we thank you. We thank you for your strength. We thank you for your might. We thank you for your power. We thank you, Father God, for already ministering to us. We thank you for the degree of impartation that you will bring to our hearts. We receive from you. Our heart rejoice. Thank you for these great conferences. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For just a few seconds, open your mouth and just begin to pray in the spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Again, I'm grateful and so glad to be here with you. And really, my joy is really being able to, to meet with you, your apostle, and uh, Pastor Bimbo. Uh, I don't see her here, but uh, we love her and we appreciate her. I remember it's almost, uh, almost six to seven years ago that the Spirit of the Lord brought a connection between myself and your apostle. I thought about it. It was in the Trans, at the Trans Cup uh, Hilton Hotel. And we were in the lobby, in the lobby, sitting down there and just having a conversation. It was as if I've seen him before. I was here ministering for somebody else. And he was in the meeting. And after the meeting, he requested to meet with me. It is as if we've met before. And we just connected in such a strong way. And I want you to know that uh, we love you in New York. You know, uh, my wife uh, asked, uh, by the way, now make sure you tell them that I greet them. So if in case, you know, just know that I extend that greeting to you too, okay? Um, and just the opportunity for the connection has just been really tremendous. But one of the things that I value so much about your apostle, and probably you should know more, is, is that uh, level and degree of jokes. Those of you that are around him will understand how um, funny he is. Now, funny not in a negative sense. When we are on the phone, which we do on a consistent basis, uh, we're not talking about Greeks and Hebrew and, uh, and all of this stuff. Just the opportunity to be able to, to just uh, be yourself and just be able to relate to one another. It's really a strong foundation of what a healthy relationship is all about. So thank you, church, and thank you, Apostle, for the opportunity again. Now... I know that you guys have been uh, 
all through the conference, you've been receiving strong voices. Uh, as I don't know a lot of these voices, and I wasn't privileged to hear the teachings. But you've been receiving a degree of impartation. And what is going to happen in my session, my four sessions that I'm going to be having with you, is going to be an extension of the degree of impartation that the Spirit of the Lord has brought into your life. Now, this is what always happens when you have a conference like this with a theme that every leader or every speaker has to rally around. What tends to happen is there is always an overlap. Overlap meaning in phraseology, in scriptures, or in revelation, or insight. But above all, one of the things that the Spirit of the Lord does is to extend the light, to extend the light to another level, so that each day or each night, you get taken from one glory level to another glory level. So there may be some phraseology, some scriptures, you know, that was mentioned that the Spirit of the Lord may shed more light on just to extend that which God intends to do. And when everything is over, I really believe by the Spirit of God that you will be imparted. So if you have your Bible, I want you to track with me and turn with me to the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, uh, those that put the scripture on, I, I want you to help me uh, a lot. So the moment I mention the scripture, if you can put it on the screen, it helps to really uh, help me with, with the time. I want to talk to you on my sessions, in all of the sessions, I want to talk to you on the mysteries of revival and its applications. The mysteries of revival and its application. Now, it's very key. The mysteries of revival and its application. Now, I want to be able to, to look at it in various forms. So, in dealing with the mysteries of revival, we want to look at a couple of things. Like in our session today, we want to look at the mysteries of seasons and timing. There is never a revival without a right season and without a right timing. God never does a thing to humanity without the right season and without the right timing. And if you really don't understand the dynamics of seasons and timing, you will not really be able to understand the mysteries of revival. Our revival happens, he said. Revival is not just a buzzword. It's not just something that excites us. Revival is a reality. It is a reality of something that should happen and that should happen at a specific season. The second thing we will consider is to look at what revival really means. What is revival itself? What does revival implies? We hear the word revival. It is not something you put on a billboard that says a church is having a three days revival. And after the service is over, everything still remains the same. The third thing that we will consider are the types of revival. There are significant types of revival that the Spirit of God brings into our lives. And oftentimes, mentors or church don't really understand when these revivals choose up. 
And the, and the problem is because you don't understand it and don't have a sense of revelation of it, the appreciation to receive it and to see it as revival is not there, all right? So we'll deal with these three phases in our sessions this morning. And then in our ninth session, we want to look at the catalyst to revival. We want to look at the conditions for revival. There are certain conditions that have to be in place for revival to take place. And then in our morning session tomorrow, we want to talk about the warfare. We will look at the warfare and the hindrances to revival. See, people often believe that revival happens in absence of warfare. There are warfare that you go through to birth a revival. When you understand what revival really implies itself. So there are warfare, and we want to look at the warfare, but also we want to look at the hindrance. What is it that hinders revival? What is it that makes revival impossible in certain nations, in certain churches, or in certain regions, all right? So let's deal with um, this morning's session. Three things. We want to look at the mysteries of seasons and timing. Without understanding that, you never will understand what revival is. And then we want to deal with what revival really is itself. And then finally, we want to look at the types of revival. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Now, I'm talking to you on the mysteries of revival and its application. Oftentimes, when you hear the word mysteries, we tend to be scared of the word mysteries. It tends to be complicated. Now, when you talk about mysteries, it sounds really deep. But it is a Greek word itself. And mysteries are really secrets. They are secrets that are made available to those that belong to a set or to a fraternity or to a cult. That's what it means in the Greek. So when you are born again and you get translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son, you belong to a new cult now. You belong to the kingdom of God. So there are mysteries that you are permitted to apply, to understand in your life. And mysteries are really keys or perhaps principles that activate things on our behalf. Every time you study scripture, you must look for at least two significant things. From Genesis to Revelation, you must always look for the promises of God. It doesn't matter how the story looks like in scripture. There is always a promise in scripture. So you look for the promises of God. But the second thing that you must look for are the principles of God itself. It takes a principle to activate a promise. As much as God wants you heal, or wants you deliver, or wants you to prosper, you can actually get excited over it and still don't get healed or don't get delivered or prosper. If you don't understand the keys or the principles that activate healing or that activate prosperity or deliverance. And these are mysteries. That's why in the book of um, Psalm 25 verse 14, the Bible says God has secrets. 
But the secrets of the Lord are with them that fears him. There is a secret. There are keys to activate that which God intends to do. But these secrets are found with those who belong to this fraternity or to this cult or to what the Bible calls the people of the way. So every secret to be able to see a manifestation is already made available to you and to me. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is a scripture that is often used, verse 1. This, the scripture is often used when it comes to funeral. You know, most times uh, in the Western culture, whenever there is a funeral, they use this scripture a lot. But the scripture is not really designed for funeral. It is really the applications of principles in scripture, a dynamic of how the kingdom and seasons look like that you and I has to have a revelation of in order to be able to embrace anything and everything that God brings in. So notice what the scripture says. To everything, to everything, 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 your healing, your deliverance, your prosperity, you know, whatever God has to do in your life, including the spirit of revival, to everything that God does, there is a season that is connected to it. Do you understand that? To everything. When you think of everything, think of everything. Your promotion, your elevation, the healing, the deliverances, the favor of God in your life. God bringing a revival. There is a season that is assigned to it. So if I don't understand seasons, I really cannot be able to understand the working of the Spirit of God concerning the promises that He intends to do in my life. Now you could sing Kumbaya and get excited and shout for a revival or for healing or for deliverance. And that sounds good. But the reality is, if the season hasn't arrived, you will not be able to see the manifestation of it. Notice the next word there. And a time to every purpose under the heavens. So you find seasons and timing or divine timing has to be connected together. So let's try. Now, the nature, the nature the nature of the seasons of God is often the nature of the visitations of God. The nature of the seasons of God is often the nature of the visitations of God. Meaning that every time God brings a new season into your life, individually or corporately, God is actually bringing in a visitation into your life. It is the nature of revival. It is also the nature of the restoration of three things. The power of God, the glory of God, and the favor of God. And this is demonstrated by what the Spirit of God accomplishes. So whenever a season shows up, it is like a visitation that comes into your life. And whenever a visitation